Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Day 11. And we're back in Studio A. Yes. Change makes people uncomfortable around here. I guess so. <laughs> even though we were, what, 25 feet that way away? Yeah, and probably not even. Yeah. Like 10 feet up, 10 feet over. Yeah. I don't know. People don't like it. Guess not. Uh, what's up, chat? How's everyone doing today? Day 11. We talked to Nick Williams, talked to Kyrie Manns. Uh, but let's talk about practice because... Talk about practice. <laughs> Neely was there. And he gave us some great nuggets today, I thought. He did. Neely's nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a ball with that one. Uh, first off, just starting off from yesterday, more, much more energetic. Uh, Neely mentioned it was a Monday. It definitely felt like a Monday practice. Now we're kind of building back up to this scrimmage on Saturday. Um, who won the day, though? He said offense, and it was the running game today. Yes, and there was no hesitation when he said offense yes um defense was kind of stringing some together mm -hmm. remember what i said about how narratives always get written early and it's hard to undo them right offense won like the first five days yeah and then you just like get this idea in your head that oh the offense is just dominating yep well i think the defense they either got close or won the next five mm -hmm. uh so you know we're, maybe we're looking at six four or uh i guess we're at 11 now so like a 6-5 situation or maybe a 7-4 uh, situation. But right. it's, it's nice to hear the offense had a, had a good one, especially because they admitted they lost the, uh, the scrimmage. Right. You know, like I think it was, uh, yeah, Jimmy Horn yesterday who was asked about it, and he said, yeah, defense got us that day. Um, so you want to see this go back and forth. It's always, a, uh, you know, kind of a catch-22 when you're deciding who who won or who lost or what it means for the team was one side bad or was another side good there's just too much to go back back and forth on that yeah um but in this case i'm glad to hear the offense kind of got their groove back a little bit uh we'll get back to the running game here in a bit but the linebackers today and this is something i mentioned yesterday but the depth of this linebacking uh core is pretty underrated even like in our eyes and I think in the, the listener and the viewer's eyes, too, because you heard about Demoy Kennedy, you heard about Levante Bentley, but the way Neely talked about him today, he literally said you could place anyone in there at linebacker at this point, inside linebacker, and there's hardly any drop-off. Yep. Huge. Massive. Huge. And an inside linebacker is just one of those spots. You're going to get dinged up. Um, you're going to get a targeting. Something's going to happen. You're going to need guys to step in and, and go in there and play. Um, so, you know, it was kind of weird when you heard Marvin Ham get mentioned as a starter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've talked a lot about Marvin ever since then. But you're hearing now that, like, all these guys are kind of having their moment and getting their time to shine. So, you know, I we're going to – are we doing it tomorrow? Yeah. Final depth chart Let's production. Do it. Yeah. Um, so we're uh, we're going to see what we, what we talk about tomorrow with those guys and who we think is going to start. But – it's huge to have inside linebackers that can go in there and, and ball. Uh, with that, um, again, we'll get to the running game, but the tight ends. Sorry. Wow, what's going on there? I'm trying to... You can't hear yourself enough throughout the day? <laughs> <laughs> Got to play the video on the show? You know, I do a lot of things around here, and the thing that I'm doing right now is trying to send these videos yes. to our boy Neely. <laughs> so, um, also, 
I sounded great then. <laughs> you did sound pretty good. <laughs> um, but the tight ends seem to really be coming along. He mentioned two uh, touchdowns today. Michael Harrison again continues to put up tuds. Uh, I, who knows how long this one was, but Coach Brew mentioned it. He's got the athleticism. It's really about bringing up the, uh, his weight and just adding mass and getting big enough to be that complete tight end. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see what his blocking looks like. Now, the first step to blocking is want to. Yes. Uh, and if you want it, then you can become it. Um, you might not be great at it, but if you want it, you're going to be able to be effective in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, not to bring up old stuff. From what I've heard, though, it sounds like Zico didn't want to do that. Right. He didn't want that to be a part of his game all that much. Um, you know, he wanted to catch touchdowns, which I, is understandable. But if you're going to play for Coach Brew, um, you're going to have to at least <laughs> want to block. And it, and it sounds like Michael Harrison, you know, he has that walk-on mentality. You yep. see it with Charlie Offerdahl has been the most kind of publicized one. But when you're a walk-on man and someone says, hey, guess what? Here's a path to you playing on the field with this team, a team that's going places. And it involves you adding 15 pounds to your frame, being a willing blocker, and then doing what you do well as a wide receiver. Um, it'll be a really awesome story if Michael Harrison ends up being a, a factor for this team. For sure. And he's looking like it more and more as we progress through camp. Like we hear his name coming up a lot more. For sure. Um, and it's it's not just Coach Brew hype from that interview he did early in the season. This is legitimate at this point. Uh, people are asking for a Tyler Brown update. Back at practice. Today. Let's go. We should have led the show with that. I know our guys back. Um, everyone, calm down. Yes. Tyler Brown is okay, which is the most important thing. Yep. He is back at practice. Um, and he's working his way, you know, he's been off the field for a while. So right. uh, he'll work his way back into the rotation and, and get out there in full. But Tyler Brown was there. We spoke to him, saw him with our own eyes, saw him walking off the field nice and sweaty. Yep. Uh, he was working for sure. He was getting sure. his work in. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Tyler Brown is back. Great to hear. Great to see. Yep. Uh, Travis with the DBs today. Terrell Owens, um, according to Neely, mixed it up a bit more. Still really focused on the offense, though. Um, not just focusing on the receivers, though. The entire offense today. Dude, T.O.'s Jordan cleats? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to use them since they're like Jordan and it's a Nike Jordan, school. Jordan, yeah, it's different. And, uh, yeah. You know, that was that started a whole thing with Coach Prime and Nike back in the day. Um, but, man, those were sick. The white with the gold little straps yep. and the black laces. I would love to see those on the buffs this year. Hopefully Smitty kind of, you know, at least took a snap of those or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hit up his boy, uh, boys at Nike. Um, Mark Vissette punted a ball 80 yards today. <laughs> Legitimately 80 yards. Yeah, uh, he was very humble about it yes. when Neely asked him about it in front of us because uh, Neely told us, and then Jake's like, I'm going to quote you on 80 yards, and Neely's like, that's fine. I'm being <laughs> real. So then he calls over Mark, and he's like, did you punt a ball 80 yards today? And Mark's like, uh, I might have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've got a legit punter. Finally, let's pay off the headline. This running game. You don't want to talk more about punter? I mean, Do you? I'm just happy to have a legit punter. <laughs> there you go. He actually said, though, that he doesn't really think that um, his kicks are going further in the thinner air. 
Which was interesting. He said that he doesn't feel it that right. much. And he basically said it all like he said you don't get away with hitting a bad punt and all of a sudden it goes far. Yes. Um and that's the same thing that's true of like golf, you know. And that's one where the golf comparison is actually fair here. It's like they say in golf with your driver, the ball is going to fly 10% further. Yeah. Now, the high, like the lower club you go down, it goes down a little bit because it's not traveling as fast, uh, and the air doesn't have as much resistance and all that good stuff on it. Right. But if you think about it, if a golf ball is going 10, 10% further while flying, let's just say, 300 yards, mm-hmm. a football is still going to have a lot of drag on it, and it's only going, in this case, 80, but in most right. cases... 50 yards yeah so you might get two three yards extra on a punt that doesn't really matter on a punt right it does matter for a kicker the kicker is getting two three yards extra that feels like a lot to them well mata told me today he hit a 53 yarder yep let's go let's go uh someone was asking why i hate kickers if you saw my tweet yesterday that was in reference to fantasy football not real kickers you tweet about kickers kind of a lot do your job. <laughs> you tweeted like last year. You're like kickers in the NFL are OP now. They they are though. <laughs> when Justin uh, Tucker's hitting seventy yarders to win games, yeah, we need to reevaluate. It's fair. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's pay this off then. Dylan Edwards is what coach said. He's everything he's been hyped up to be and more. Dude, I think that Dylan Edwards. Um, is in the tier below Travis and Shador. Yes. Already. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm thinking, I, w- I almost want to like start thinking about him entering that, but he's got to do it. Those two guys have right. done it at the college level before, but I think he's entered that next tier. And that's like, in my opinion, um, Jimmy, Xavier. Yep. Um, Carmani. Hopefully. Right, but, but I don't think Cormani's entered it yet. Alton McCaskill, yeah, Alton. I think I, I think that Dylan Edwards is being viewed as like a nice, a nice piece to have as a freshman. I'm still viewing him, and I said this way back when when we did the first depth chart projection. Yeah, and it was like, hey, like this. Uh, we what we said is a huge game at the end of the season. Who's out there? Right. And I'm coming back to now, I think all of these guys are great. I think this is a very stacked running back room. But now that Dylan has added um, more vision to his game, I think they're going to have a really hard time keeping him off the field. He did it through the air and ground today, too. Long touchdown run, and he had a pass. Touchdown catch, yeah. Um, And that's I think that's huge because when he was sitting here talking to us, he mentioned that. That's the player he wants to be. Even from when we first talked to Coach Prime at the uh, signing day press conference, he mentioned that that's what Dylan's going to be. And when you hear that sometimes for guys, like it, do, it's not instant, right? Like they're always going to be. He's still like primarily running back, or he's still primary yeah. receiver. Hasn't really made the transition to the other one yet. But Dylan seems like he's kind of made an impact at both already. Yep, for sure he has. And you're actually seeing him. You know, it's it's hard to know where guys are lining up. Um, because well off and you know Unk and uh, and Darius are doing a good job of making it hard to see how the place starts. Right. But you'll see Dylan catch the ball and he's out near the sideline. Yeah. So it's like okay, he's getting some reps at slot receiver. Yeah. Um, in the chat, people are talking about uh, pass protection. 
and they said, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to start because of pass protection. I think you're you're doing it all wrong if you have Dylan Edwards in there trying to protect exactly. the pass. You have two, three very big backs yes. who could do pass pro. Well, and what I'm saying is if they're going to bring a blitz, Dylan Edwards should just, yeah, just leak out to the dump, right. Dump and it off. You're going to let him have all that space over there because you brought two linebackers up the middle and no one accounted for Dylan Edwards right out of the backfield. So Shador is obviously smart enough to know, okay, if they're coming – I don't have Dylan in here to protect me. I have Dylan in here to save me as an outlet. Exactly. You flip it out to Dylan Edwards and you're making plays. Now, I understand the overarching um, sentiment that, you know, you got to get, you got to have, be effective in pass protection to be an every down back. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as that on this team. There's too much talent for there to be an every down back. Right. But my thing is, I think. I think there's a lot of people out there thinking Dylan Edwards is a um, kind of a gadget player right now. Um, you know, you're going to use him on some jet sweeps and maybe you're going to give him a couple handoffs for some outside runs and, you know, bubble screens and stuff like that. I'm starting to think like I have a hard time envisioning him getting single digit touches in right. TCU game. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they're going to, to your point, they're going to design plays for him though, not because. They just want to get the ball in his hands and like you know kind of get him acclimated it's because he's a legitimate weapon at this point like he is if you like power rank the top offensive players right now he's probably top five easily yes and that ability to take the ball to the house by making one person miss and not letting anyone else catch you yep. is so valuable it is so difficult to come by guys like that uh, you know, you see so many players get recruited based off of their speed, but they just, whatever reason, don't work out. Mm -hmm. Like Dylan is already on the level to me where I'm just like, yeah, just get the ball in his hands and let him go. Yep. And you save yourself so much stress and effort of calling red zone plays and things like that when your guy scores from 60 yards out. Exactly. Makes everything a lot easier. All right, let's talk about what Coach Nick and Kyrie Manns had to say after practice. But first, a word from DraftKings. We've got a big bantamweight battle going on. UFC 292 this Saturday. Okay. Aljermaine okay. Sterling and Sean O'Malley fighting for the title. Um, and right now, you can go to DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, where new customer new customers can bet just five dollars to get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. Do you have a pick for this card? That we Everyone loves O'Malley. Yes. He's fun. He's an entertainer. He's exciting. All of those things. And so I'm trying to find the line here, but I can't get logged in right now. Uh, I assume the money is coming in on O'Malley. For sure. I want Sterling. Okay. Give me the guy who has been doing this a little bit longer, who's mm -hmm. a little more technically sound, who is there to just win, not necessarily to put on as much of a show. Um, where is it? Where? Let me find the line. You taking like knockout TKO or just money line? Just the money line. I have lost too many bets trying to get cute on uh, who's going to win doing what. So let's get it here. Oh, it's the other way around. Is it really? Yes. Sterling is the favorite, but at least I'm on the same. Uh, <laughs> at least I'm on the same page as the book. <laughs> I want Sterling. He's actually the heavy favorite. Um, so I still think you're probably getting better uh, better value because everyone loves to bet on mm -hmm. Sean O'Malley. 
at least like a third leg to a parlay on this weekend or something. Yeah. On that one. Yeah. I mean, you can always get in uh, on some of the earlier bets, some of the earlier fights. Neil Magny. I haven't looked at the card yet, but I will be watching for sure. All right, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DMVR. New customers can bet just $5 on UFC 292 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Again, that's this Saturday, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. If you have gambling gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance or issuance. Uh, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms. Then also shout out to Shador's number two. Hey, America's Barbecue Sauce. America's Barbecue Sauce, the Pac-12's favorite barbecue sauce, your favorite barbecue sauce, chat. Um, Creating partnership with Shador Sanders and PLB Sports and Entertainment. You can go to plbse.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all one word at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two barbecue. Jake. All right. What's up? We have some news for the people. We do have news. We got 800 people watching. Yes, sir. 200 likes, which is a little weak, but we'll get that cranked up. And teased it yesterday, Mm -hmm. but it is time to drop some new DNVR buff shirts. Alyssa. Can you show the great people what Eric has been working on? Ooh, look at that. Oh, bro, that Colorado versus everybody. Yes, sir. That hits. That's that's going to be the shirt of the year. That absolutely hits. Colorado versus everybody. I love that one. Then you kind of have the old school looking one. A lot of people have been asking for a gold shirt. It's not my thing. <laughs> that's been well documented. Uh huh. But hey, I don't make all the decisions around here. And right. I, uh, I'm looking out for everyone. Uh, so there you go. Uh, you got that that one in gold, also in black, which I appreciate. And then you can just get the classic DNVR black and gold. I, I'm going to wear that one a bunch. I can already tell you. Yes, that's going to be sick. Um, so go to the DNVR locker. No, it's just dnvrlocker.com yep. now. And if you're a diehard, you can get the long sleeve, the hoodie version. Um, but everyone can get uh, the short sleeve version of the Colorado versus everybody. DNVR locker. Dot com. We'll put the link in the description. Oh man, I can't wait to wear that one. I'm Favorite, am- I mean, this is this is all this. That's what this is right now. Yes, it's Colorado versus everybody. Literally, I'm amazed at how many people in the chat have already bought these. <laughs> Do you guys just refresh the page to see when, when we were gonna watch it? I love that. That's amazing. Um, but there you go. Head on over to dmvrlocker.com and get some new merch. All right, let's talk about uh, who we talked to today. We had Kyrie Mance come up. Yes. Uh, we were taking kind of predictions before we uh, had practice end and who was going to come up on the podium. And you said it would be a dark horse, and it was. I know. I predicted Arden Walker. I was so close. You were. He was there. He was. <laughs> he was watching with JD. Um, but, yeah, uh, Kyra Manns was 
I don't, I love when we get to meet these guys for the first time. You know, like mm -hmm. um, there a, a lot of guys that we've gotten to talk about talk to in the you know around the facility a little bit, but there's so many great personalities on this team. It's yeah. They could bring us two players every day, and we'd never run out. Right. Um, and so I love getting to uh getting to meet Kyrie a little bit. He uh. He just has a different, you know, style to him, and I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. He comes from the Northeast, uh, and that's very rare uh, on this team. A lot of Southeast right. boys, yeah. Uh, but he, you know, he has his own kind of style, his own uh, swagger to him, and he sounded so excited. He was like, I love to see that, man. I just love to see the way these guys are glowing. We're at day eleven of camp. This is now the dog days of camp. Yes. The dog days of camp. This is when you start getting sick of strapping it up every day when you're mm -hmm. not having fun. Mm -hmm. Dude, every single day those guys come up the hill smiling, laughing, patting each other on the back, clowning each other. I am uh, blown away that these guys are all still glowing like it's the first day of school yep. on day 11 of camp. My main takeaway was just how happy every single player is to be there. Kind of going off what you just said, but yep. like everyone's comfortable there. Like everyone that you see walking off the practice field, everyone's joking around. Even after a hard day, where's the practice? Like they're all happy. They're all hyping each other up. Whoever's on the podium gets like a cheer from whoever's walking by yep. and stuff. Um, it's just an amazing atmosphere out there right now. It really is. Those guys are having fun. And I think a big part of it has to do with the fact that they all love their coaches. Yes. Like he glowed when he talked about Nick Williams. Mm -hmm. um, and all of these guys, I think, are enjoying and embracing the challenge of getting better every day. And I think these coaches, they can feel it. Like if you've ever done anything in life and you started at a certain level and you can feel yourself getting better and better and better at it, mm -hmm. it's so rewarding. Yes. And so these coaches are helping these guys get better every single day and they can feel it. And so when you're feeling that and you're and you're making that progress in your life, whether it's, you know, uh, in a video game or in, you know, a, a golf or in your career, whatever it may be, uh, it makes you just want to do it more yep. and more and more and more. And I feel like that's where these guys are at right now. They're like addicted to the grind because they can feel themselves getting better every day. For sure. Um, as everyone in the chat is saying, he's from the Northeast. He said his biggest adjustment coming to Colorado, unsurprisingly, the air. He said it's so thin out here. The speed of practice also is very fast. And then he added, we're a very up-tempo team. Not really breaking news, but you just hear that very consistently. I'm a little bit surprised that the air is still being brought up. They've never been in air like this. No, but though. I don't think I've ever heard a team talk like a team at Colorado talk about it so much. Do you think it's because of Sean Lewis's pace that it's literally being pushed to the oh, limit? See, that's why I keep you around, Jake. Yes, sir. You have great thoughts. <laughs> that is a great thought. Yeah, I think that is it. They're working harder, and it, you know, it's kind of like uh, if a normal practice is a normal workout, these practices are like high intensity interval training. You know, right. Like, they're just going fast, 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 fast. And the practices really aren't that long. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, the higher you get that heart rate, the more it's going to, uh, you know, feel like you need, you're, you're sucking air and nothing's yes. happening the way, just for those of you who haven't been to Colorado and, you know, had a cardio workout, the way that people that aren't from here describe it is like you're breathing and you're trying to breathe through a straw. Yep. 
So like you're just not getting the amount of oxygen that you wish you could get. It just takes a little while to get used to. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Williams kind of alluded to the fact that guys are still getting used to it, but they're also close to kind of being over that hump. Right. Um, I went, I, so I lived in Albuquerque when I went to high school and we went to Alamosa for a football camp. It was like a thousand feet, I think in elevation difference. Mm-hmm. And I felt it then. Yep. It's for real. Yeah. I mean, I'll feel it. Like I remember a few years ago, I went to a concert in Vail and that's another 5,000 feet up from here. And you know, you're just like jumping around, having right. a good time. And then I was like, damn, I'm kind of <laughs> out of breath. <laughs> Um, Kyrie Mans was asked about his decision to come to Boulder. He said, why wouldn't you want to come play here? Well, and Zion says 80, 80% of the team is from the South, but that's mostly true of most football teams. Yes. Um, there's certainly a lot more guys coming from Florida. Right. But it's always been guys coming from Texas. Um, there is, there's usually been more California. But even then, um, you know, depending on what part of California you live in, like you're at sea level. Right. They got mountains and stuff out there too. Like in the south, you are just That's true. Like everywhere you go out there, it's flat and basically damn near sea level. Well, and that humidity right. makes the air feel thick. Yes. You can almost like feel the air oh. entering you and you breathe it. For sure. Here it's not like that. So it's um, it's just an interesting thing. I think they'll be ready to uh ready to get over it. They will also, be. Von Miller sorry, we're we've been on this for a while now, but uh the comment says Von Miller was in Denver for years and still required oxygen during some games. That was one of the reasons for that is because he's allergic to grass. I was going to say he had something. Yes. Yeah, right. He's allergic to grass. Yeah. Tough thing to be allergic to for a football player. Yeah. Um, but it would like, you know, mess with his throat. Um, anything on the why wouldn't you want to come to play here? And he he prays on Coach Prime, Coach Williams. Just I just love the look on his face when he was asked the question. Like, yeah. He's like, you're standing here. Yep. How could you not? Right. <laughs> I loved that. Um, he, of course, comes from Maine. So take that into account when I say this. He said when he was asked about uh, his thoughts on the team so far, he said, with all due respect, this is probably the most talented team I've played for. Which, again, not surprising because you played at FCS Maine. Mm-hmm. But we've heard a lot that this roster is much better than many people are giving them credit for at this point. Gosh, I can't wait to see them play. <laughs> um, he was asked about going up against Tank and Savion. He got very animated then, and those boys are massive, he said. Yes. Got into it. He's an animated guy. He is. Loved it. Um, and then, yeah, JD and Arden Walker, uh, right after Kyrie steps down, they're like, yeah, clapping him on and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Also, this just reminded me of something um, from yesterday. Mm-hmm. There were so many comments on our video of Jimmy Horn talking talking shit about the way that he talks. And that's just so, like, absolutely will not tolerate that in our comment section. I banned a couple different people, deleted a couple comments. I just, you have to be really ignorant to hear someone who talks differently from you and think that that means they're talking poorly. Right. It's like if you sit there and listen to Jimmy Horn speak, he speaks extremely eloquently. Yes. But just because he's saying it in an accent that you haven't heard before, you're not used to, you're like, oh, man, look at this guy. It's like, excuse my language, get fucked. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're right. That pissed me off. I was band hammer. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Clean up those comments. Uh, Nick Williams. He came up. uh, He mentioned Kyrie. 
He also mentioned Arden Walker and Tajay McCoy. It's players that have stood out, and he really talked up Tajay McCoy. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes. And when he was being impersonated yep. by... <laughs> By um, uh, McClendon and JB. JB? Yes. JB was yelling at Tajay. Damn it, Tajay! <laughs> <laughs> so he's obviously, uh, you know, uh, he's obviously coaching him hard. And yes. I think that's a tactic, you know. And he said, I'll learn how to coach each player the way that they want to be coached. <laughs> right. And um, I, think I think his tactic with, with Tajay is love him up, be hard on him. Love him up, be hard on him. And, uh, you know, it's clear that it's working. Uh, he was asked about Derek McClendon. He he did talk him up, but he also kind of let off saying he's got to get in better shape. We all do. And I think this was kind of a tactic by Nick Williams today because it wasn't like he was loving on his players, but I think he was emphasizing, like, we've got so much further to go still. Like, you guys haven't reached your potential yet. Like, trying to coach them on the podium, basically. Yep. Yep. Um He's he's a coach, man. He is. He gets it, huh? Yes, he does. He does. He's going to be a star. Yep. He was asked about Sabell Smalls. Um, particularly, he was asked if he's seen the flashes of, of a five-star player. He said he has, first off. And then again, a lot of it is getting in great shape. This is another guy who joined later in the process, not as late as some, but I think it was like June-ish that he came into the program. So he's kind of still coming along and getting just acclimated to everything. So. Yep. Um, that's pretty much it, I guess. Do you have anything else from Nick Williams? Uh, he spoke glowingly about Shane Cokes. I thought he was a champ when I asked him about how he felt uh, about the impersonations of him. Yeah. <clears throat> he joked. He's like, I don't sound like that. And then he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I thought they did good. Uh, and the Shane Cokes praise was insane. Yeah. Like, he went above and beyond talking about Shane, and he said, I literally love yep. that kid. Yep. Um, and, you know, he said something that we've all been thinking, and is that obviously true. Is like, no matter what he does in life, he's going to be successful. Um, Shane's certainly a leader. We know he's extremely smart because he graduated from Dartmouth. Yep. Um, and he also um, has a grit and a tenacity to him. That will take him long ways when you combine all those things. Uh, you guys will see more from Shane Cooks tomorrow uh, from our media day last Friday. Uh, KJ Hamler, former Denver Broncos receiver at practice today. Yes. Uh, people asked about T.O. We kind of already talked about him, but he was there again as well. Yep. Uh, the field looked amazing today, by the yeah. way. Yeah. So, we, you know, you guys have seen us do our videos down uh, at Folsom, and they've been working and working and working on that thing ever since dead company the mm -hmm. concerts that were there and they finally have it looking pristine it literally looks fake <clears throat> and i'm standing like two feet away from it it's for real like every damn blade of grass the exact same length yeah it's perfect um oh god i love that place <laughs> shout out to the uh to the what's the name of those people Grounds crew? The grounds crew. God, I was like the <laughs> turf team. That's what was in my head. Uh, shout out to the grounds crew. Did an amazing job. And Neely, when we were talking about that today, reminded us, like, you should you should have seen the job they did at the spring game. Yep. Um, because they rescued that spring game. They really Sold did. out spring game from being canceled. All right. That's basically what happened today. We'll have a, I'll have a write-up on ddmvr.com um, shortly after this show. 
Take on the sun with gear built to last with our friends at Shady Rays. Premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics. Every pair backed by their lost and broken replacements. Um, even if you don't like your Shady Rays, you have 30 days to replace them. No questions asked. Go to the Park Meadows Mall, shop their entire collection there, and their collection is massive. It's got to be hundreds of pairs of sunglasses oh, yeah. in terms of combinations of frames and lenses, just different colors too. You can also go to ShadyRays.com and use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Then shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Beer of the month is the Elite Mountain Beach Sour. Great beer. Fantastic. Their best beer. Arguably. <laughs> uh, Breck Brew has been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to the love and passion for making good beer. Um, it's made with 100% renewable energy. We got tons of them on tap here. We got the Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden. Uh, Bronco season's coming up. We got the Broncos Country Pale Ale as well. Uh, we got some watch parties and stuff coming up. Uh, we have UFC this weekend. UFC this weekend. We've got Friday Night Live again with the Avs. Um, if you want to find some Breckenridge Brewery near you, use their beer locator. Go to www.breckbrew.com and find a Breck Brew near you. All right. Just a little bit of news today. Um, we'll hit this recruiting piece first. This will be quick. Bear Tenney, a... 247 Sports Composite three-star tight end out of Lucas, Texas at Lovejoy High School. 6'4 and a half, 225. Put <clears throat> CU in a top 12. Texas um, kid named Bear. Sign me up. Yep. Uh, Auburn, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, Oregon, Penn State, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, SC, and CU. Um, I love a list. Top 350 player according to the 247 Sports Composite. 2025, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Um, so not this class, but the class after. Like the first, I think, well, we've had many tight ends put CU in their finalists, but Bruce still yearning for that one. Yes, so. yep. He is a great recruiter. <clears throat> He's struggled a little bit so far, uh, other than getting Zico. Zico is a huge pull at the time. Yeah. It obviously just didn't work out here, but uh, has yet to get his like signature brew tight end that yep. will be the next Antonio Gates to add to exactly. you know, his uh, resume. Exactly. Um, someone mentioned uh, the tickets today. When yes. we showed up, uh, we, co we come out of the elevator, and usually it's pretty empty in the ticket office. Like The team store isn't even open when we get there most yep. days. But there were 25, 30 kids sitting mm -hmm. in that lobby there. They're like in their PJs yeah. in the lobby. They've all got their laptops out. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I didn't really think anything of it. Then we went and sat down and I was like, all right, curiosity is getting the better of me. I got to go find out what they're doing. So I went in there and asked them what they were doing. Uh, and they were all like, they all had this like really stressed, worried look on their faces. And they're like, just trying to get student sports passes. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, man, this is, this is tough. And I was like, wow. Okay. Like. <laughs> Um, what makes it tough? They're like, it's just really hard to get one right now. So many people are trying to get it. So that's why we're here. Uh -huh. um, hoping that maybe like they're like, we're trying to get them on our computer and trying to get them here and just doing everything. So very high tension in yes. the room. Girls running in and out yeah, like crazy girls, stuff. Like, sprinting <laughs> yeah. in there. And uh, about, I don't know, 20 minutes later, they started rolling out one by one, just 
ear to ear. Yeah, you smile. could tell the relief of just off their shoulders. Yeah, just. so happy. And I was, you know, I was like, "Hey, did you get the tickets?" They're like, "Yes, finally." And you know, it was legitimately warmed my heart to see people that happy about getting tickets to us to see you games. Yeah. Um, but I, then I was thinking about it. and I'm like, dude, like, if you didn't get one of those, you know, twelve thousand of them have gone out now. All twelve thousand sold out. You're kind of SOL yeah, on Saturdays. Man. Like the whole squad's going to the game and you're either out of pocket for like 200 bucks to go uh, or you're just hitting the tailgate and staying home. You're that one poor fan who gets to show up to the tailgate but then has to hightail it back home yeah, or to exactly, a bar or yeah, something exactly. to watch the game. Um, but they're for all the football home games and all the basketball home games, right? Yep. Hell of a deal. It's a, it's a great, great deal. And uh, hopefully... The, the the students also show out for basketball. Oh, I so think they're gonna will. be exciting this year. There's gonna be hype for that um, as we move through the fall here for sure. All right. Uh, so this came out yesterday. The AP poll actually came out yesterday, and CU is up there at the very top. Not of the AP poll, but in terms of AP teams, they will play this season. Mm. Um, there are looks like about ten schools that will be playing five. Preseason AP top twenty-five opponents this fall. CU's in there. Uh, other not or other in-conference teams that also do the same. It's just Cal. It looks like uh, relevant teams. Michigan State is up there with five as well. Baylor's up there with five. Uh, so a couple SEC teams. Minnesota. But we've been saying it. It's going to be a tough schedule this year, man. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the quality of quarterback that's in the Pac-12. For sure. You know, conference of quarterbacks this year. And so when you have a name brand, for lack of a better term, quarterback under center that everyone knows, when the AP, who we've had our issues with uh, over the years, <laughs> right, Dre? <laughs> <laughs> when the AP, uh, you know, you sits do. down to make their top 25s, I'll just be honest with you guys. Talk to voters about this. They're not spending hours and hours and hours watching film no. and putting it together. They're going through each conference. They're looking at the roster and they're saying, oh, for sure. I know that guy. Penix? Yeah, let's put them at 14. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, they're higher than that. Cameron Rising? They're 12. Caleb Williams? They got to be top five. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. And I'm not trying to say that these teams don't belong in the top 25, but... The preseason top 25 is maybe one of the dumbest things that we ever do. And my least favorite part about it is that it creates what I call anchor bias. Yes. Which is, well, I put them in the top exactly. 25 in the preseason. I know they lost to South Dakota State uh, <laughs> in season opener, but I did have them at 10. So I'll just drop them down to 21. Yep. And it's like, well, then they lose the next week and then they maybe fall out. But it's like, oh, well. When they get that bias later in the year, they get one one close win. It's like back in the top yes, 25 already. Yes, exactly. Based off of what, you know, RJ Young, um, who we already said is in the club, uh, he put Colorado in his top 25. And, you know, I think that is a, a, a bit of a hot take, not in a negative way, but like you're really going out on a limb if you're saying that. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the criticism that I was just baffled by that popped up so much in his comments were... Uh, was well they were one and eleven last year. Why would they deserve to be top twenty five? It's like this is the problem, like you said in the car. Right. This is the problem with the preseason top twenty five. We're using what teams did last year in a sport where the rosters are more cyclical than any other sport 
to say how good they're going to be this year. Like he's actually going out on a limb trying to project, which is what you should be yes. doing in these top 25s. I've always thought that we shouldn't even have polls until four weeks into the season. It avoids this whole thing, and you don't deal with any of that bias. And then come week four, you can actually go, okay, look back on the last month of football. It's all non-conference uh, for the most part, too. So you can kind of get a more fair rating. Of course, it all levels out as you progress through, and you kind of just understand where everyone is. But I've always thought that that's how they should do it. They're never going to do it that way yeah. because this always generates clicks. We're, we're, yeah, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. TCU's at 17. Speaking of driving clicks, please do me a favor and don't click on that story uh, that came out yesterday. I can't believe you clicked on it, honestly. I know. I shouldn't have. But I wanted to see, like, okay, if you think this is going to fail, the headline was like, the the Deion Sanders experiment at Colorado will fail miserably. Yeah. So I just wanted to see, like, okay, if you think this is going to fail, I'd love to know why. Right. So I clicked the story. The story at ne at no point makes a case as to why. And I just thought that was so cowardly. Like, if you're going to have this big headline that barks that loud, you better put some bite in the story. Never at any point during that story does it say, I think Colorado will fail because of X, Y, and Z. <laughs> it just, like, states some facts. It actually, like, loves up on Shador and Travis. Yeah. It says Coach Prime's a winner. And I was just like, this headline, and maybe it's one of those things where, like, the headline is written by someone different than the person who wrote the story yeah and that person's just worried about getting clicks but that was literally the definition of clickbait i think clickbait gets overused a lot in our industry oh no that was yeah clickbait to me is when you mislead people into clicking something and what's behind it isn't actually what you said yeah i'm surprised you fell for it <laughs> i did i was embarrassed <laughs> it's all right thanks for getting the intel for us though so we don't have to exactly click on it. i saved you a click yeah the the hero we deserve <laughs> Anyways, TCU's at 17, oh, yeah. of course, week one. The the lead of the story was like prime time, more like slime time. What does that even mean? <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing. That makes me think of like Nickelodeon it's back so when exact, I was growing up. Yes, it was It was so bad. <laughs> throw slime at you, yeah, yeah. All right. TCU's at 17. Uh, Oregon was at 15. Utah's at 14. Washington was 10th. USC sixth. Those are the five teams, five preseason ranked teams. CU will be taking on this year. They'll get at least one of them. I think they have a chance to get two. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll get to your questions here very, very shortly. But first, a word from us. We already hyped up the shirts. Consider becoming a DNVR diehard. Show them again. Throw up those shirts. Free shirt if you become a DNVR yes. diehard. And you can get uh, the the long sleeve uh, crew neck version that you see there on the left uh, exclusively for DNVR diehards. But when you become a diehard, you get sent a sick little package mm -hmm. with a shirt in it of your choosing. So you can choose one of those. Uh, thank you, Connor. I did miss Oregon State at 18th. Oh, whoops. so that's another team. Um, but yeah, 20% off merch always, 20% off all events. Um, you get a discount at the bar, exclusive merch, you get a diehard card, and you get access to our Discord. The Discord has been popping the last few days, and uh, Eric even dropped in there to, I think, uh, workshop some designs oh, yesterday. Oh, see? Those are the things you get behind the so scenes. So those are the perks. Shout You're going to have to like, shoot me a text once in a while and just be like, hey, the Discord is popping off right now. 
and let jump you know. in here and I'll, I'll come in and chat it up with the people. It's great. It's usually like when I'm at home, like six, seven o'clock, just hanging out. And I think that's when all the other guys are getting off work and we're just chatting there for a bit. But yeah, I'll let you know. Um, anyways, yeah, we got tons of events going on. Check out the DMVR.com. Sign up to be a DMVR diehard. How is the spirit of the buffs? Ooh, let's go. Very strong. We love to see the spirit of the buffs. Shout out our our, our girl Spirit, right? Yep. That's her name. That's Spirit. Uh, Saturday She's Neons. Beautiful. Huh? She's beautiful. She is beautiful. She's a little crooked today. We'll, we'll get on that, though. <laughs> she's just, like, getting ready. Like, she's kind of, like, geared up to just smash something. Maybe she's, like, trying to hold back her excitement. That's why she's leaning forward a bit, trying to put on the brakes oh, a little bit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Shout out to Saturday Neon. The company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. They're based out of Denver. They're shipped with everything you need to mount power and dim. Every sign is easy to install and operate. They've got CU. They've got 19 other schools. Um, perfect for your podcast set, your office, man cave, dorm room. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 10% off your order. And you get free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. Yes, sir, Zion. Yes, it is. All right, who we got? Um, if you do the blue jersey one, I can answer that. Yeah. There's a lot of people asking this. Who's the other kid that wears the blue jersey with no number? Does he play both ways like Travis? That is Isaiah Harge. Yeah, and I have seen him on both sides. Yep, definitely uh, playing both sides. Yeah, and I almost wonder if it's more of like a... Well, I don't want to take anything away from him. He might be so good that they want to play him on both sides. My first thought, just being honest, was they're deciding where they want him to stick. So they're kind of giving him a trial run. Uh, on both sides right now to see you know what where he fits in best where he's most comfortable but maybe he just is the next Travis Hunter in terms of being a player who can go both ways so this is actually a really good story he was one of the players that committed to the prior staff he committed back in April 2022 was re-offered obviously signed with the buffs um, this is one of those guys we probably would have talked about a lot more if it weren't for the 75 other guys that came in. Mm -hmm. So a quick refresher. He's from St. Thomas Aquinas, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yep. 5'10", 160, listed at wide receiver on 247 Sports. But his brother, Ron Harge, played DB at Oregon State, started four games in 2021. Um, he initially signed with Illinois out of high school, eventually found his way to Oregon State. So I believe he is a CSU Ram now also. Oh. The yeah. enemy. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's his story. He was 247 Sports Composite three-star, uh, 1,121st player overall. But, yeah, he's legitimately, legitimately been playing both ways. I love it. I love it. Maybe they're going to have to get more blue jerseys up there. I, I honestly thought it was Israel Solomon at first who was the two-way player oh. before we learned today. Uh, Travis made a really good point in the video with T.O. He's like, I don't know how they're having me wear the blue jersey because I just play one day on one side and one day on the right. other. So just give me a black one <laughs> yeah. and a white one and I can that's switch. A great point. <laughs> yes, Connor. That's Ron Harge's brother. Um, all right, we don't have any uniform updates. Sorry. Um, you can just do another one, Alyssa. Ken's asking, is there anyone on the team you'll be disappointed if they didn't start or get significant playing time? I actually like this question. I mean, uh, no. Um, 
I think there's so much talent on this team that if one guy's not playing, it means someone else is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it would be disappointing if Cormani doesn't work his way right. up into you know the starting lineup or into the starting rotation. But that would probably mean like Carter Stoutmeyer is looking amazing. Right. Uh, old CU fans will um, will recognize the comp of like Daryl Scott and Rodney Stewart. Daryl Scott's a five star running back who comes in and he didn't end up panning out. That's not going to happen with Carmani. But the point is what happened was a two star named Rodney Stewart burst onto the scene out of nowhere and took all the playing time away from him Yeah, and turned out to be, you know, one of everyone's fan favorite backs of all time. So, you know, like I said, if one guy's not playing, it's probably because someone else is showing out. Exactly. That's where I was going to go with this. Just like guys who I think could actually pop. That could steal playing time from other guys. Anthony Hankerson, I think, is one. Mm. O'Mary Miller, I think, is one. Adam Hopkins, too. Yep. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of shake things up when it comes to the depth chart here. There's a lot of places they could go. I think most of the guys that you know you know and love are gonna play. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up, Miko? I'm starting to think Dylan Edwards will be the starting running back. What do we what do we think? I don't think there's going to be a quote-unquote starting running back. Yeah. But like I said earlier, I think they're going to have a really hard time keeping him off the field. And everything I thought about him coming in, he's exceeded already. Yes. In terms of just the ability to make plays, like it is so clear what a weapon his speed is every single day. Like he's mm -hmm. beating guys to the edge. He's making one cut and going. Um, you worry about speed translation. And it is so obvious that his was an instant translation. Yep. Um, I mean, it. that's... I guess I might be dissecting your question a bit too much, but in terms of starting running back, the running back, running back out there for the first play of the game, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Dylan, if it's mm -hmm. Smoke, if it's Alton. McCaskill. Like, the true starting running back, I think, will change a lot based yes. on what they're trying to do, who they're playing, but... Alton McCaskill's the guy. We, you heard it last week. They brought him here to be the guy. What is going to be the formation they come out for the first play? Um, just, just give me eleven personnel. I guess you call it ace. Just uh, in tight end, two slots or uh, two receivers on the other side, and then I, I guess shotgun. Okay. I think they come out in four wide. Really? Yep. Just right away, huh? Yep. I'd love it. Four wide with Dylan. I'm calling it. Screw it. Go five wide, bro. <laughs> Let Shador just cook, honestly. You could motion Dylan out. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Love it. Uh, Woody, when does the first depth chart usually come out? Uh, again, Wednesday of game week. I don't know. We have no idea. I mean, I mean it's, it's all up to the coach. Yeah, with this staff, who knows? DCB, is you really thin in the trenches? That's one of... Biggest preseason knocks on prime season one. Um, I don't think no. Uh, they actually. certainly aren't then on either side. Yeah, I think we're okay. Um, all right, let's get a few more here real quick. We've run a little long, so we gotta wrap up. Uh Jay's if you had if you ever had a chance to become a coach, would your would, would you, you take, take it, it and what sport? Uh if you want to answer to what team? Of course I'd take it. Yes. Be football. No yes. doubt. And if we're talking teams, I would want to coach the buffs. 
Yeah, be pretty great. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I I would love to. I've always thought like we should have like a DNVR like peewee team yeah. that we sponsor and coach. Hell yeah! How sick would that? That'd be, be amazing, bro. <laughs> um, what does Shiloh look like in practice? He looks Dog. healthy, quick. Fast. I mean, strong. He's laying the wood. Yep. Um. Okay. You can get my guy, Will. What's up, Will? What CU game do you guys think will have the most TV viewership this year? Wow. Great question. Um, I'll start with TCU. Yes. I mean, that's the first game on the first call true college football Saturday. Nebraska's right after that. Nebraska's right after it. I don't know if that one has quite as... I don't know. The one to keep an eye on is USC. Yes. If Shador is balling and Caleb is balling and those two teams clash, I think that could be one of those ones that everyone tunes into like, oh, there's two future NFL quarterbacks going mm-hmm. head to head here. We got to watch this. I'll, I'll uh, send out another one. What if it's what if CU actually comes out? They win a lot of games and that last game against Utah is like for four something or yeah. four to go to the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. That'd be amazing. That'd be the most watched game. What's up, Angela? Uh, Travis Island? Do you think Coach Prime puts Travis on the team? On the, on the two team? and double the one. Oh, on the number two wide receiver and oh, double the number one. Oh, I see. One. No. No, Travis can cover anyone one-on-one. Yep. Um, let's do one more. Eric, is there something missing on this year's team? What would it be? I think like a f- big flashy tight end yeah um that's really all i'd think i guess maybe a cormani not in his freshman year a one year removed cormani yeah would be great that'd be that would be great a a second lockdown corner we we think he's here yeah um but it would go a long way if he if he is exactly all right there it is good show um go over to dnvrlocker.com get yourself that shirt Do it. Tomorrow's an off day. We're going to have a fun show, though. See you guys tomorrow. Let's go Buffs.